Hey everybody, this is GR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and in this episode of Season 6 of Crime Chronicles we're going to be talking about our celebration of this coming holiday, our celebration of the independence, the 4th of July. A history lesson that's a good history and a bad history. For those who don't know, you automatically should know because they teach it in high school and everything. But first, it's moto time. Hey, remember rich people, poor people. Poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to paying your bills. Just rob Peter to pay Paul. Don't do that. Hey, and remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting money. And like my daddy always says, never quit your day job while conquering the world. I never knew that until I got older. My dad used to tell me a bunch of idioms when I was little, like two hand, a hand in the uh, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Stuff like that. I never understood that stuff. And I never knew the things that my dad would say because my father would always say these weird little idiosms and stuff. And, and as I got older, I started realizing that those were the life lessons that I needed to take with me. So on this 4th of July, we're going to be talking about life lessons and stuff. But let's talk about this. This podcast is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, go to BlackBlueElectronica.com. Check it out. You'll love it. Check, just look around. You ain't got to buy anything. Look around. Catch me out on social media and everything. What I want to tell you is a few things. I want to I want to ask you a couple of things. This is what you need to do. Here's what I want you to do. Do me this favor for each and every one of you out there. Y'all need to do this. Have a wonderful, great 4th of July. Let's get into it. The 4th of July is called the Celebration of Our Independence. 1776 is the celebration of our independence. The 4th of July is a celebration we celebrate for independence. But a lot of people don't realize why we celebrate Independence Day. Independence Day sometimes can just miscrewed to a lot of people. A lot of people will say, we're just celebrating the 4th of July, we're popping fireworks off and, and having a good time, fellowshipping with family, or for those or just out working and stuff. It's just a great day to, to, to spend time with family. A lot of people don't have family. A lot of people are just homeless. Or, or a lot of people are poor. Or one, one paycheck from the poor house. Hey, tell Odin I said hi. I know. I got you. I love Odin too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm outside. And so I just saw a bird go. Saw a black bird go by. Black crow go by. Yeah. So now listen. Like I said. Independence is the day that we celebrate the independence of our freedom, of a democracy. We're one of the only, we're one of the newer countries in the union. I mean, in the union, what I mean into the larger union, we're one of the one of the newer countries because we are a diversity of a melting pot. That's why a lot of people celebrate independence because it has a meaning to it. People who were born here, like whose family people say well independence was built on the backs of slaves and stuff well, um here's the thing and, and and people can get mad at me they can say jr you're wrong you don't know what you're talking about you don't know nothing but what i do know is this slavery is over with but slavery is still going on it's over with the actual slavery of the slave trading and stuff it's it's gone they, they got rid of the boats. They, they passed these laws. The Emancipation Proclamation. They ratified everything. Slavery's over with. That's why we celebrate Juneteenth and stuff. The celebration of what happened. People don't know that. And But, but you, did you also know that independence has a good meaning and a bad meaning? Um, the good meaning of independence is what we celebrate. And what we do is we go out and we spend time with family family um, together forever unity we celebrate what we do with families some people have to get up and go to work 
and stuff and we choose things like that and we live in this um, society where life is just how choices we do and we live in a um, world where everything we do revolves around what we do so when we celebrate independence day we are celebrating a day to just a day to have fun a lot of people just it's a day like kids it's a day off from school that's why we celebrate it and then we do the like um you know back when i was in school when i went to school we had this thing called the preamble to the u.s constitution it's we the people in order to form a perfect union establish tranquility and all that stuff you can go on um youtube and look up schoolhouse of rock schoolhouse of rock and they'll have the song of the preamble that's how i learned the preamble when i was in school you know, and then we used to stand there and we do our pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. See, that is what I used to do when I went to school, put my hand over my heart and did the pledge of allegiance because I pledge my allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. A lot of people will sit there and say, I will not ever pledge allegiance to a flag of, of this thing. Uh, and then, uh, but, then I get, but then we get this controversy where some people say, well, you know, uh, y'all, everyone, y'all should go back to y'all country. So if everybody, no, let's look at this. Let's look at, the, let's look at the history and we do a little history lesson. Let's say if everybody decides to go back to their country, wherever the country they came from, this whole place will be back to native land. This will be Rez land. This will be all native land. Rez land. And the largest tribe in the United States would have been Cherokee Nation. Would have been the largest tribe. Tribal nation would be Cherokee. So if we want to go history and say why we celebrate, we're celebrating because also it's a, it's a great continuation of uh, a great thing. It's not a good thing or a bad thing but we're just celebrating it because we're having kids if you got kids your kids can pop some fireworks and you can eat you can celebrate what what it means to be alive see i would say celebrate the fourth of July that you are alive to live another day don't be sitting there talking about i'm not celebrating it because of the way they the way they did the slave trading and how my ancestors listen your ancestors are dead and gone my ancestors are dead and gone i i asked i like like i asked my grandmother that's my i asked my my patriarch I asked my matriarch that my matriarchal grandmother that's my mother's mother I asked her about the 4th of July she says we celebrate the 4th of July just to celebrate the idea that we are free we're not actually free but we're free we're free to make choices that's what she said we're not actually free like everyone else think that we are but we're still free we can make choices that's what she said we can work I can walk down the, my grandmother said I can walk down the street without being bothered sometimes my grandmother also said that I can also do certain things I can go to the grocery store at that time she said that I can go to United Supers or I can go to um, I can go to Piggly Wigglies you know or you know stuff like that or I can go to IKEA or A&P she said at the time, she said she named some grocery stores or I can go to Safeway. She was saying I can go to those stores and, and, and buy without being harassed. She said I can, be, I can go to the meat market and get my meat and what I want. Freedom, that's the freedom that I look at. She says I'm not looking at what other people think because she said a lot of people always, this radicalness of 
concept of the Stokely Carmichael, which is Snake, from the Civil Rights Movement. You know, he talking about what um, Marcus Garvey believed in, and those were good people. And see, and they believed in the preservation of what we think of as black people of color, of black and brown, is that they believe that we should be separate but equal. That's the way they believe. Marcus Garvey believed that we should be separate but equal. Didn't work. Stokely Carmichael believed in fire with fire. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. That's a Stokely Carmichael days. From, we don't do that anymore. That day's changed. Now, in the, in the modern era right now, we have this way where we are in a democracy, where we're in a country right now where it is actually freedom. That our freedom that we take for liberty, people don't realize we take for granted. They just, they just passed this law about Roe v. Wade. They appealed it, saying that states should make the rules. Here's the problem. People are telling me, well, no, no, the government should be in control. Not necessarily. That's not what they said. And, and everybody's all saying the government is all this. And all of a sudden, when they repealed Roe v. Wade, they said, government, did you know why Plant Parenthood was, was invented? There's an old video, and it's probably, you can hardly find it. There's an old story, documentary. It's an old story that says Plant Parenthood was invented in the 60s. Was, was invented in the um, 60s. The reason why Planned Parenthood was, was invented is because the lady who invented, who started Planned, the people that started Planned Parenthood, she envisioned that she wanted Planned Parenthood in the urban neighborhoods, not in a predominantly white neighborhood. If you go, I'll tell you what, here's what you do. If you live in a major metropolitan city, like say LA, um, San Francisco, San Diego, Look where a Planned Parenthood is at. Planned Parenthood are mostly in urban neighborhoods. When, they, when the designers started doing the suburbs, you didn't find a Planned Parenthood in a suburb neighborhood. In my city that I come from, which is the city of Fountains, which is Kansas City, Planned Parenthood is in the urban neighborhoods. That's where it's at. Urban neighborhoods. And they put them there because they wanted to get every person of color on the pill. That was during the 60s. 60s going into the 70s, they wanted all black people, all people of color, black and brown. People always say, well, people of color means black people. Nah, 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 Negroes. Nah, henchmen. Nah, thuggish people. Nah, you, you ratchet people who don't think rationally. Black and brown. Brown means Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans, um, Guatemalan, El Salvadorian, um, Chileans, any person who's black or brown. If you live in New York City, you know what that means. When I say black or brown, because Planned Parenthood was in the urban hood areas, the ghettos, in the PJs, around those areas, you see Planned Parenthood. And they were, they were in the 60s, in the late, set, early 70s, they were pushing this idea that take this pill and you won't get pregnant. They were doing population control. Seriously, population control, controlling the population given this pill did you know that this pill also did two things it it messed with the chemical imbalance of a woman's body this particular pill had massive side effects one side effects that was actually women liked was you didn't get pimples and stuff that was in some not everyone most people got massive another one is heavy bleeding that's not that's not a genetic that's not something that's natural that's man-made in a laboratory. We were the women were the women were the guinea pigs in that time. 
women were guinea pigs. They were pushing those pills. I mean, they ran commercials. They ran magazine ads. People were pushing that stuff. You go to the doctor's office, are you on the pill? Is your daughter on the pill? Hey, is your daughter on the pill? Hey, is your granddaughter on the pill? Is your niece on the pill? They were pushing that to get everybody or get every woman on the pill. Because men wanted to control what goes on. That's what it was. Men wanted to control the women. And the way that, and it was invented, oh, was it, it was invented by a man. Or a woman. But I would say it was invented by a man because it has to be. I mean, I could be wrong, but you know, hey, you never knew. And at that time, and at that time, during this early 60s, being, being a person of the LBGTQ was a vile, was violation, vile, disgusting, horrendous. Do you know that um, if we look at history and we look at the 4th of July and we look at celebration, do you know that people, if you ever want to look at, if you ever want to know a person who is a part of the LBGTQ community and they come into your life and stuff, let me tell you something. You gotta, you gotta actually amend. You gotta actually congratulate them, because it takes a lot of guts for someone in the LBGTQ community to actually come out into the light, into the world. And people always say, "Well, God didn't create them." Bible says God created all living things on this earth. We are in God's. We are in man's. We are in God's image. So if God created everything on living on this earth, that means God created the part. God, God created everybody in the LBGTQ, even the trans. God created everyone. And and God does not. And 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 I, and I know this for a fact because I'm gonna tell you like I tell like like I told this one person. God don't make mistakes. You know. Well, he made a couple of mistakes. Um, they say no, he didn't. God don't make mistakes. Yeah, he did. Ugh, I don't like roaches. Yeah, roaches I don't like. God made roaches. I don't like roaches. But roaches is another thing. That's another podcast. I should talk about roaches. Oh, I can't stand roaches. Oh, I'm going to do a podcast on roaches. Oh, I can't stand roaches. I hate German cockroaches. Roaches are disgusting. Oh, I hate roaches. And I hate rats. I like mice, but I hate rats. There's a reason why. Because when I was a child, oh, my God. Oh, story time. Listen, when I was a little kid, uh, when I was a, uh, not a little little kid, when I was a he uh in my coming into my teens i was like 10 years old or something we moved from we moved from a military base <coughs> excuse me moved to our military base to the city which was the big city and we got this apartment my mom had to get this apartment she worked my mom actually worked my mom worked a lot my mom worked a job got paid minimum wage we barely had food in the house my mom literally barely had food in the house Cause my mom was, um, she was, she was, she was one of those colored women that wasn't too bright, educated wise, could barely read, but she can write, she can sign her name, she can read a little bit. She needed a little help with certain things like filling out stuff. You know, she can need help. So that's when me or my brother, my little brother, or me, or my, and not my older brother, my older brother, yeah, he, he wasn't that bright either. So she, he wasn't that bright either. But you know. We would, we, me and my, me and my little brother would sit there and help her fill out applications or fill out forms and stuff that she needed, cause that's our job. That's what we do. That's our job. Now, okay. Oh, yeah, that's it. I just part about roaches. We got this apartment, and this apartment was roach and rat infested. Oh, I used to wake up roaches crawling on me. Oh, that was disgusting. Okay, that was it on that. Let's go back. Now my, now my patriarch, which is my father's mother, she told us 
she told me and my brother that we are descendants. We are descendants of we are descendants of tribal nation. My grand, I asked her, I asked my grandmother, I asked my dad's mother, I called her granny, and I go, Granny, why don't you claim your rights and stuff? She says, I don't need it. She says, I don't want to claim it because it's it, the percentage of me being indigenous. She said the 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 percentage of me being um, an Indian, as how she would say it back then, you know, bad choice word, but that's how she put it. Me being an Indian wasn't enough. It was enough, but not enough. And she said, I really didn't want to, and I don't want to waste the time. Because I had to go all back in history and look it up. So she said, I didn't want it. And she said, I could have, because cause she lived in, she, she was from Oklahoma. She was from Oklahoma, Muskogee, Okamogee, and back over there, there was the Cree, there was Cree, Blackfoot. In that area, there was Cree, Blackfoot, Cherokee, Comanche, Cheyenne, all in that, uh, you know, I'm not sure about Cheyenne, but I know Comanche, um, Cherokee, um, Cree, and Blackfoot in that area. But Blackfoot, heavy population of Blackfoot, Blackfeet people were up north. But there were some in Oklahoma. And she said that that, that that was the reason why she didn't claim it. And plus, she was from Kansas. And also, she could have been the Shaw, the Pawnee, or the McCall. Or the Caw. The Caw, the Shaw, the Pawnee, the Shaw, you know, those over there. And that, or the Wyandots. She said she could have been one of them. But she said she didn't know. And she didn't want to take the time to look up her genealogy. And she was like, eh, what the hell? I got a job. I'm working. I'm paying bills. She said, me knowing what, me knowing what part of it, what, what tribe I'm part of doesn't pay the bills so that's how she lived so that's how she said and she said her ancestors on the black side weren't slaves my grand my dad's mother my granny said her ancestors were indentured they weren't slaves from the plantation they were free people who lived in freedom they came over here and they were free slaves they weren't slave slaves they were free workers they were free workers. They weren't slaves brought on by a slave plantation, slave ship. That's what she said. So I look at it like that. Well, hey, I take it for her value. I was a kid. Hey, she says it. Hey, it's the gospel. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. She could be wrong. But hey, when you're a kid, you don't look at your granny and go, oh, you're wrong, granny. You're wrong. See, I would never do that. I would get slapped in the mouth. True story. I did get slapped in the mouth one time when I called her out and said, you're lying. I don't believe you. And then she slapped the crap out of me. And then I go, oh, I believe you. See, that's how it is in people of color. When you are in a, in a person of color's house. What, and also, my, my, my granny also had a rule. What's said in the house stays in the house. And so that's the way we believe. And she had that good hair. So everybody just assumed. And she had good skin complexion. She was really good. Good woman. My granny was a good woman. I truly, yes. I, she was a great woman. Yeah, that's, that's my dad's mom. Now, my father was really, my father was a red bone. He was a mixture of black and white. Because on, on, on my dad's side of the family, there was white people in our family, in our tree. On my mom's side of the family, there's a whole fork in the tree. That's on my mom's side of the family. My grandmother, which is my mom's mom, her maiden name is Copeland. Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, the, the TV evangelist, Related from the plantation. My relatives on my mom's side of family went back and bought the plantation house and bought it just so they can have it because they wanted it and they got it. So they, you know, something like that. So, you know, things like that. My grandfather, great jazz legend. Uh, I'm not sure. 
I don't know about his family. I don't know too much about his side of the family, the Powells, the Lorries, and stuff. I don't know too much about that. My my grandfather's last name is Gunther. That's a German name. So I looked up Gunther's a German name. And I guess my grandfather's ancestors were Germans who came over here. And his last name is German, Gunther. Yeah, because my grandmother's maiden name is Copeland. Uh, it was Anglo-Saxon from the south, deep down south in Louisiana, up northern part near the Mississippi-Louisiana border or Arkansas-Louisiana border, Mississippi, whatever, because Atmo, Louisiana. It's Arcadia, Louisiana is where my ancestors' plantations at. Just a little thing about that. So you, now you know. Now you know about that. Okay. The reason I say about that is just so you know about the 4th of July. That's the history lesson. You got a history lesson real quick. Now, let's get in. This is what you need to know about the 4th of July. Now, like, oh yeah, I talked about Stonewall. When I talked about, like I said, talk about New York. I'm going to talk about Stonewall. A little bit about Stonewall. Stonewall were a group of LBG, group of the LBGTQ. Did you know that back then during the Stonewall, during the Stonewall riot that happened, this is what happened in the Stonewall riots. This is what really happened. And this is something, they made a documentary about it and how they talked about it. In the Stonewall riots, they did not mention, they mentioned everything but one thing. They forgot to say, and they, and, the, and they made it later on, they made a little, another documentary where they talked about that one particular thing. In the Stonewall riots, the riots were based on trans people. It wasn't about gay people. People think Stonewall was about gays. No, it was about trans. Because at Stonewall was Stonewall Inn were a place where a trans person, a person can be themselves, put that dress on, put their makeup on and go hang out and hang out with their friends and kiss and love and free and be in their truth. But the NYPD did not like that. And the guy who owned and the guy who owned this Stonewall was an Italian guy who owned Stonewall Inn. He was an Italian. He didn't care about the LBGTQ. That man could care less. What he cared about was the amount of money he was making because that man was making so much money. And when the police would come in, he would just open the, he would let them in because, you know, he, hey, he didn't want no trouble. He didn't want no bother. They came in, they ride the place, they come in, they raid the place, start taking people to jail, beating them up. And Stonewall, they were beating those people up, beating those trans people up. And see, that's something that a lot of y'all don't understand. People of the LBGTQ should celebrate the 4th of July even more. We should celebrate the war for them because we need to let them know that, yeah, y'all suffered a lot. And then as time progressed through the years, people were still hiding the fact that they were living in their lie. So they were actors and actresses that were living a lie because they had to because in Hollywood, oh my God, Hollywood had a rule. Black or brown, black or brown, get downtown. If you were a person who's black or brown, you got and you were different, and you were a type of person who was black or brown in Hollywood, you had to be, you had to play this role of a white person. Let me give you a good example. Um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, great actor. He did um, Two and a Half Men. That guy. His father is Martin Sheen. Let me tell you what Martin Sheen's name is. Martin Sheen is um, from Argentine. I think he's Argentine. He's an Argentine or Spaniard. One of those. He's Hispanic. He's Hispanic Latino. That's what I'm going to say. Hispanic Latino. Do you know that Charlie Sheen's name is Ramon Estevez Jr.? 
Martin Keene is Ramon Estevez Sr. Yes, Sr. Ramon. Think about that. His brother decided to keep his, he decided to keep his name. He decided to keep his ethnic name because he said, I want to be different from my dad. I didn't want to be Emilio Sheen or Bobby Sheen. He didn't want to change his name. He kept it, Emilio Estevez. Yes, Martin played a lot of roles where they were white people because he was ethnic. Did you know a lot of, like Clark Gable, that's not his name. A lot of actors back in the days, did you know some of the greatest women actresses were either, they were either Jewish or they were Hispanic. Did you know that, um, here's something that you should know about this, and this is, I'm just throwing it in there because you need to, did you know that former, former FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover was biracial. He was half black, half white, and during the time that he reigned, they had this thing in the, it's, it, it's an old, old notion that if you have one drop of color in you, you're considered colored. But he eradicated all sense of him being colored. His mom put white, his family put white on his thing, and he went with it, even though he was colored. Even though he had one drop of color in one drop of black. And then, oh, oh, here's something that I just watched this documentary. I, I want to tell you about this documentary right quick. It just, it goes with it. Trust me, you trust me, you got to know. Do you know that people always said that Elvis Presley, I heard this old rumor about Elvis Presley hated people of color. Reality was, in Tupelo, Mississippi, where Elvis was born and raised, Elvis lived, and see, in Mississippi, see, in Tupelo, Mississippi, they had this thing called the dividing line, which was called, there was the railroad tracks. On the left side of the railroad tracks, it was white folks. We'll say, we'll say, the right side of the railroad tracks was white folks. Good white people, people got money, live, they have money, they're well-to-do, good education, go to best schools. Elvis's family lived on the left side of the railroad tracks, in the colored section, where people lived in sawmill houses. They called shotgun houses. And they were what you call sawmills. These were houses that were built out of old lumbers and stuff where the front door and the back door meets like straight through. He was that kind of poor. Elvis was that kind of poor. He lived in a, in a predominantly black, he lived in an all black neighborhood. People, everybody in the, he was just as poor as black people. And he went to a black church. He didn't, people thought that, oh, Elvis hates, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that Elvis didn't, didn't give the recognition of, of, to people of color back in the time because everybody said, well, you should have said this. He couldn't. There was no way he could do what he could do, be who he could be if he sat there and started. If he started, okay, here's an example. I'm in the 50s, coming into the 60s. I'm in the 50s, early, late 50s, going into the 60s, and I'm talking, and I'm doing my music, doing into the music and stuff, and all of a sudden I say, well, this colored person did this. You know what happened? I wouldn't be Elvis Presley. That's what Elvis wouldn't be, Elvis Presley. He would be Elvis Presley, just a regular person. See, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all, these people out there are so hypocritical. All they think is that everyone should just tell the truth. How can you when you're in a time of doing the time of the Jim Crow era, where during Jim Crow, people had to literally, if you knew, if you, 
Like, I there was a story about this lady. She married. She was in love with a black man. She had to move all the way from the deep south, all the way. Her and her husband had to move. Her and her, at the time, her and her boyfriend had to move to Virginia in order to get married because in the south it was forbidden for people of color for interracial marriages. Mm -hmm. That was something they were like really, and they and they knew what they were doing. They knew they could get lynched. They knew that if he got caught with this black woman, he got lynched. Did you know that a lot of in the in the fifties, in the early, in the late, in the mid sixties, during this revolution of the change of the guards from the civil rights movements and everything, a lot of famous black singers, songwriters, actors were marrying white women back in the sixties. Because you know why? It was forbidden for someone of color to marry someone. And if you were a person of the LBGTQ, you had to be on the DL. When I say DL, you had to be on the most high down. It was so discreet that y'all would go, you know, you would have to go like this. Y'all would get, you would get a room. That person would get a room separate. And y'all would have to meet up and then sneaky in there. Because if you got caught, you would. You got caught, you went to jail. You actually could go to jail for that. Now, today. Now we're celebrating the 4th of July. And the 4th of July is a good celebration. Now we're coming into the day. And this is what happens. Did you know in Russia, if you are LBGTQ, you can actually go to jail in Russia? Russia, you can go to jail. But, there's a but. If you are a pedophile, you're put to death. Well, I wasn't, yeah, I just had to throw the butt in there because I had to say butt, but if you're a pedophile, you go to jail. And I think that's true because, hey, that's what they get, what they deserve. But if you're LBGTQ plus IA, whatever, and you identify whatever pronoun you decide, you will actually go to jail. That's in Russia. Russia is an oligarch. Russia is also people, I've, 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 I've also said this. I did this one time. I asked a couple of people, just general asking, what do you think? If I, I'm going to name, I'm going to name three countries. Tell me which country is communist. I said China, Russia, and, and Saudi Arabia. Tell me which country is communist. They said, this person literally baffled me, said Russia is communist, China is democracy, and Saudi Arabia, um, they're probably dem they're democracy because don't everybody a lot of people come over there to pray and stuff. Here's the rule. Only one, only two were communists. Russia it wasn't communist. Russia was a Russia is a democracy. Russia is like the US, democratic country. China is communist. Saudi Arabia is communist. Not in a sense of being, not in the sense of communist like old oligar old oligarchy regime, communists of their rules. Because in Saudi Arabia, they follow Sharia law. And I might have to do a whole podcast on that right there about what Islam is. Because I might have to do that on that. But for those who don't know, Sharia law is woo, is bad. That is like the law in the US. The highest population of Islam, Islamic people, people that are Muslim, is in Dearborn, Michigan. The highest population of Islam. Islam is not, people always say Islam is a religion. No, 
I learned this from someone. Islam is not a religion. It's called, Islam is a way of life. It's like being, um, 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 like being a Jehovah Witness or being um, a, the part of the, um, part of the, um, the LDS, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, better known as the Mormons. They don't call themselves Mormons anymore. They're just the LDS. Part of the LDS, not FLDS. There's a whole documentary on the FLDS. I'm watching that. Ooh, that is a good documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called Sweet Pray, whatever. Oh, you gotta watch that. It's about the fundamentalist Mormons. Warren Jeff. Oh, and Rulon Jeff. Oh yeah, y'all gotta watch that. If y'all are really into stuff like that, gotta watch that. But that's what I mean. That's what that means right there. It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. Being Islam is a lifestyle. Muslim is your religion. Islam is the way of life, and and it's a old oligarchy notion lifestyle. It's a life change. That's what that is. Okay, so now you know what that is. Well, now we know we're good. Okay, we we good on that. We won't leave that like that. All right. So now, uh, so now you know about that. Okay, I just want to throw that in there. So that's what that means. So now you understand why. And it shocked me. And this person was educated and stuff. We just like. And that person was in college, and I'm like, wow, you're getting a college degree. Huh, must be the No Child Left Behind by Bush. Good thing. All right, now, I just want to tell everybody out there, have a wonderful 4th of July. I love each and every one of y'all. If you're a part of the LBTQ plus I, I just want to say that the day, y'all day, y'all day is coming. Y'all should celebrate that day. Y'all shouldn't have to have uh, May as your month. Pride Month shouldn't be in May or whatever. It should be the 4th of July. Y'all should celebrate being true to yourself. And to each and every one of y'all out there, I like y'all. I love y'all. And I love all the people that are rocking with me on my podcast. Um, I want to tell you one thing. Listen carefully. I'll catch you in the next podcast. And hey, Bravo 6 going dark.